Fertility Matters, Ireland's newest fertility podcast, brought to you by ReproMed. You're very welcome to Fertility Matters, Ireland's newest podcast that delves into all things fertility. Fertility Matters is brought to you by ReproMed, the leading fertility and IVF clinic in Ireland. I'm Susan Kyo, and today I am joined by Eve and Owen Larrigan. Guys, thanks so much for chatting to us today. Um, Eve, we wanted to cover off a, a very personal uh, fertility journey today, and that is something you have certainly had. Uh, it's been a long, long road for you guys. You might start maybe at the very, very beginning and tell us, uh, I suppose, when when the whole thing started, just after you got married. Yeah, we got married in August 2012, and um, like we talked about it a lot before we got married. We knew that we weren't going to wait to have children, Too but long, yeah. we weren't wasn't we weren't stressing about it. But we we knew we didn't want to wait. Um, so the following summer, 2013, we'd been married for almost a year when uh, we found out kind of unexpectedly that I was pregnant um, but the following day unfortunately we had a miscarriage. We didn't worry too much about it to be honest we sort of knew that it, it wasn't uncommon for that to happen mm. and we were sort of I don't know we, we were kind of encouraged by the fact that well we had and we said to each other a good few times after that should we know that we can get you, pregnant. You conceived. So but what it did was make us very eager to get pregnant very quickly again. again. Um, I suppose if you want to fast forward then another year later, nothing. Um, so we started to kind of get worried then. So we said, I, I think we were fairly proactive fairly quickly and said we'll both go to, we both contacted our GPs and said we'll go in and see what advice they have and see are there any kind of preliminary tests that we can get done just to see is there any indication of why this is not happening. So both of us went separately to our GPs and within a couple of weeks got back results that um, for me everything looked normal for own unfortunately that wasn't the case and we were told that we had uh, male infertility um, now I and one thing that I'm very grateful for is I have, I have a very very thorough GP and he said to me now just because we know that there's a problem with your husband doesn't really mean that you're in the all clear so maybe you should um, go to a gynaecologist as well and get a couple of tests done and just to make sure that everything's okay with you. So we went to Valness Law and I had um, some investigative surgeries done and was told, we found a couple of little issues but nothing significant. So they found endometriosis and burned it away just because it was there but said it, it shouldn't have made much of a difference. Um, he found a fibroid but said, this fibroid that we've seen how many times on scan since and they say yeah. <laughs> it's not approaching on anything, it's there, we just have to tell you it's there but it doesn't make any difference. Mm -hmm. So um, because of Owen's diagnosis, we were told that my GP knew, like he said, you're probably going to have to do IVF to get pregnant and you'll probably have to do this thing called ICSI um, because normal IVF usually isn't recommended for male infertility. We hear an awful lot about infertility, but we mm -hmm. hear an awful lot less about male infertility, yeah, I think, yeah. and often in a scenario when, you know, you'll have a couple trying for a baby, it'll often be the woman who'll be thinking, maybe I have this, maybe I have that, maybe mm -hmm. I have the other. Did that news come as a shock to you when you got it from the GP? Yeah, it did, yeah. Um, I suppose, you know, the, the male thing of, you know, uh, don't really want to talk about it and uh, that you know it sort of I suppose feel weak maybe about that not you know but uh, yeah it was a big shock to me definitely and uh, you know in a way I suppose I felt a little bit responsible for why it wasn't really working out you know. 
and you start dissecting, you know, your lifestyle and saying, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or whatever it is. And I, and I did do the, all the lifestyle changes as well of, you know, not being out drinking and uh, yeah, all that sort like of stuff or whatever, you, you know. Think and, of. and uh the environment I work in as well, you're sort of looking at stuff and saying, oh, I wonder, could it be this, could it be that, you know what I mean? But you're trying to point the finger at something. But, you know, even as we went through the process, I think, you know, some doctor sort of said to me, you know, look, these are the cards you were dealt and, yeah. you know, you have to play them. That's what, you know, that's your cup of tea. So you're just going to have to... You're just kind of... Chances are you were just born. That, yeah, like exactly. Yeah, yeah the so, same way as if, we, if you know, a woman has... I a mean, I made all the lifestyle cha changes and, and eventually at the end, you know, I mean, it did make a small little bit of difference, but nothing major, so you know what I mean? So, so, so there's very little you can do no, about it. No, there was it, really very little you can do. I did do it, you know what but, I mean, Pete? Yeah. But, you know, in, in hindsight, you oh know... Oh boy, did he do it, yeah. He yeah. did. He did a lot <laughs> and and your sort of MO was just to keep it to yourself and battle on. You, yeah. you were going to do whatever yeah, you could do. Yeah, do the male thing again yeah. and just not talk, talk to anybody about it, really. I, I spoke to my parents about it, not that much really either, but... I just sort of kept it to myself, you know, and, and I, I managed, well, I don't know if I managed it well, but probably didn't. But, you, <laughs> you know, I, you, yeah. I, you know, I threw myself into exercise. I used exercises just to blow off steam, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Eve, take us then to, so you, you were at the point where you knew it was going to be IVF. You knew it was going to be ICSI because it was obviously a male infertility. Um, did you start then on that journey straight away once you had yes. that information? Yeah, we did. Yeah, but that's... We're talking now we were married at th for three years at this yeah. stage. Um, yes, and we went for our first consultation thinking we were prepared for the road we, we were going to have to take, but it was really, really overwhelming. So that first consultation, like, we came out of it like, whoa. And was that yeah. an information overload? Was it a reality check? What was Both. it? Both. Yeah. It was, I don't think, I think... We had heard like, oh, you might have to go for appointments this day and then that day and we won't be able to tell you all that before it starts. But then when we were talking about the reality of travelling to Dublin today, maybe again in two days time, maybe again both of us having to be at all these appointments, the time commitment we were sort of, we, we really didn't, you, you think you know what IVF is, but you really don't um, until you have to fit all the rest of your life around it mm. and at the time we were keeping it private as well so try to fit all the rest of your life around it without anybody noticing that like you've disappeared Do and you all the medical information as well i mean you know we wouldn't have been very much had any background of, of of medical experience or anything like that you know so i mean all the drugs and the injections and all the different sort of bits and pieces it, it was overwhelming like at the start you, you, you become know? an expert kind of quickly don't yeah, you go very you quickly, have to, yeah 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 eve then bring me back so you went for the first you had the first consultation and then you were the going to do a, 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 a round for your first round how yes. did that go and it seemed to go perfectly, as in um, at each stage while we were doing the injections, uh, all the scans, I responded the... The way you're supposed to, all yeah, of that. Perfectly. Exactly, not too much. I wasn't very unwell. Mm -hmm. um, the retrieval, the, we got four embryos. Like by the end of the, the cycle, we had four embryos that were graded as excellent. So we felt like this is just amazing. Um, it was a little overwhelming at the start, but like if that's all you have to do and we're going to get not just a baby, we, we honestly thought like we have a full family from You're this like, one this round of IVF. Yeah. Absolutely, we were delighted with ourselves. And um, then the test was negative. I wasn't pregnant. So it just didn't work. Just didn't work. Just didn't work. So where are we at in our heads then, uh, at, like after that? 
I suppose, you know, all these medical people were telling you, oh, and this is what you have to do, and then this, and this, and this, and we just believed everybody. Mm. We believed that, okay, when this test comes back now, you know, it's, we're, 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 we're there, it's going to be a baby, you know what I mean? But, you know, it wasn't, and sort of, you know, you had all your hopes banked on it, and I suppose we were smart. maybe I was a bit green too, you know, I just thought that, you know, that was it. If you do but everything they tell you, you to do. everyone yeah. tell me, and nobody was giving us any bad signals saying, oh, well, you know, you might have something wrong here, mm. there, or anything. So, I mean, we, we did approach it in the right way, I think, and we, we sort of did think about it, think that we, it was going to work, you know. So you gathered yourselves back up after that one, and did you decide to go straight away again mm. then? So uh, two months later, we transferred our second embryo and um, things went a little differently that time. Mm -hmm. uh, we got the positive test absolutely over the moon. And then two weeks later, I miscarried. So um, sure, we weren't expecting that like either. Of course, you don't live expecting these things. Mm -hmm. So um, Complete roller low coaster. Point. Yeah. Yeah, for so sure. So happy and then just so deflated by the in, whole in thing. In the space well. of two weeks. In the space of two weeks, yeah. So, um, yeah. And again, I suppose when you look back at it, maybe it might have been easier if I was talking to somebody about it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, so again, at this point, the only people who knew we had gone through this were our immediate families and one or two friends. Nobody, one hadn't had a conversation, even mm -hmm. with any of those people about it. They just knew And you have been who's dev like, absolutely devastated mm -hmm. at this point. So you're, you know, you're trying to be as helpful and yet you've nowhere, you're devastated no, as well. Yeah, and you, so it's so very so difficult to kind of... You just try and keep yourself busy with work or something as a distraction and just sort of continue on, you know? So did you take a break then after we that, did, Eve? So that was November 2015 and the next time we did a transfer was the following June. Okay. So you have two left at this yeah. point. Yeah. So that was our second last embryo and um, transferred the embryo and were, got pregnant, but got a very like the phone call being, yes, this is a positive test, but we'll just take it day by day. That, you numbers know, take, were for very now low. you're pregnant, but just take it day by day. Mm -hmm. um, your numbers are low, but some places do and some places don't recommend to do repeat beta tests. So there's a very rough rule of thumb, I don't want to say like kind of medical stuff, but that your numbers should double every so many okay. days or hours. Um, so we kind of insisted that we wanted to get more blood tests done just to make sure See, that the numbers going were going up and, yeah. and they were going up. So this gave us a bit more um, hope. But then I started to um, have bleeds faint in and out of the hospital a couple of times over kind of a two week period. Um, but my numbers were still multiplying. So um, I was diagnosed with what was what they just said it was a pregnancy of unknown location so they couldn't find anything anywhere um but the beta numbers were still going up so they considered this to be a high risk to me just in case it was an ectopic pregnancy yeah. but they couldn't see anything okay. so um I sent home. I, I ended up in hospital, really, really unwell, ended not able to for walk. Two days collapsed. or whatever. Yeah, um, and eventually the numbers started to drop. Um, but because they couldn't see anything, there was the, the my beta numbers were still high. I was still technically pregnant, but they knew it was a miscarriage. But they they said like you can't do a DNC for this. But it took another seven weeks before I miscarried completely. Oh so you're talking seven weeks of in and out of hospital, um, maybe be fine for four days, then collapse mm -hmm. ill. Um, job was horrendous it was That's a awful. really bad time mm -hmm. so that was that our, was our summer 
So that was your summer. Another, mm-hmm. another summer, and yeah. then you have one left. One left. Okay. Um, so we just weren't in the headspace to use that one at all. It's all consuming, like, and I Absolutely. know when you're in it, and mm. once you get on that roller coaster, it's hard to get off it. And yeah, you know, yeah, it, and you, you're you're watching your money. You're what you know. You have everything else has to. You're cutting your cloth because Absolutely. you're doing it. So you know you can't really get invested in anything else. I would have heard a lot of times and probably it sounds wise like have other things going on in your mm. life but those are the things going on in your life they do kind of have to pause everything else is secondary to that um, so it was the following June before we started the process again um, so our fourth and last embryo from that round of IVF mm-hmm. and um, I think we both like had a feeling I just I knew I knew in myself, but then kept saying, maybe it's just because you're afraid to get hopeful, but I knew I wasn't pregnant and I wasn't. Okay. So it hadn't worked. Um, and so now we were faced with a bigger decision because now you're talking about going back and doing a full um, round of IVF so again. starting from square one again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the, the surgeries and the, the financial commitment and all that that entails. So we went back to that clinic for a follow-up consultation. And... Um, we're saying, like, at this stage, I had had, we'd done four transfers and I'd had three miscarriages. Is there anything else I can be tested for? Is there anything we can do? Do you think it's genetic with embryos? Do you think it's this? Do you think it's that? And they kind of told, they told us, not kind of, they, they basically the, told the woman us, said yes, to me, yes. there is no more tests we can do on you, that, nothing that will make any difference. You can go down the genetics, you can test the embryos if you want to, but there's nothing before that that you can do. Mm. Um, so we just wanted a second opinion. Yeah, that was quite deflating as well in that, you know, you mm. were told that you've hit the wall here. Yeah, and I mean, and, the definition you know, of madness is doing the same thing over and over mm, again and mm, hoping for a different a result. A different outcome, and they're just saying, well, look, you know, this is, you know, you can't do any more testing. Like, if you want to go and do another round again off you go but you're still in the same boat again you know what I mean without any more information so yeah so that's not what we weren't willing so to do you were happy to take more action but you needed something to change you needed yeah. something that would if we weren't give willing you to uh, at the hope that it would have a different outcome yeah. we weren't willing to do the same thing again without any more information yeah. but we weren't willing well I certainly wasn't you weren't willing to stop doing it yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um so we uh went to ReproMed and had our first consultation there and we're this was within a couple of weeks of our last consultation we had had and got a completely different outlook on things. So our doctor said it is unusual for somebody of like your age, your health to have these three miscarriages. You can either look at the embryos or look in the, at the environment. Um, these are the tests that we would recommend you have done and own as well. There were actually further tests that own could yeah. have done um, for things that might potentially lead to non-implantation or Embryo or miscarriages, I should say. So Owen's tests came back. Uh, he didn't have what mm-hmm. they were testing him for, um, and they recommended that I do a mock cycle. And then on the day when you usually the say day seventeen thereabouts, where they usually would do a transfer, um, they did a biopsy and an ERA, an endometrium receptability assessment, and. Um, the result of that biopsy was that I had an overactive immune profile. So it's, um, you, know, you probably have heard people talking about natural killer cells. Yeah, you'd hear people Something say, like I can that. get pregnant, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. So you so, knew, so this was so the this, answer. Yeah, well, we were hopeful that it was. We decided not to get the embryos tested. We decided to go with that this was the thing and 
we'll medicate for that the next time we do a cycle and see does it make a difference. Um, and the thing about it is it was so simple to treat. It wasn't that big a deal. It was um, steroids. Uh, now, one will say, <laughs> your wife being on steroids for that many weeks, it probably isn't as small a deal as what I think it is. And um, intralipids is like a, a drip. A nurse came to the house and put me in a drip three times. Um, the IVF cycle went really well. We ended up with five good embryos. Mm-hmm. Did get pregnant the first time didn't miscarry and now we have a little boy <laughs> oh my god so all yeah. that journey absolutely excuse me sorry no you're absolutely fine you're <laughs> totally fine have some water there um so you got the end result mm. that you wanted um mm-hmm. and so funny that it worked first time on that ra- you know that with that information which like you say was quite a simple thing mm-hmm. quite simply rectified um and the hope, I guess, as well, that it gave you that you were doing something different this time round, I guess, that even psychologically allowed you to think mm. that this might work this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it was absolutely like, like you know, so uh, it was, you know, a very straightforward part of a screening process that doctor mm. that the doctor did and um, something that Eve said flagged that maybe she would have had an overactive immune system where she was allergic to uh, to um, insect bites and that sort of flagged I think for the doctor to say okay maybe this is an overactive immune system um, and yeah. didn't exactly tell us that at the first day but it but, was a red flag but it was a red flag yeah. straight yeah. away okay. to say okay well, maybe there is an overactive immune system here so that you know and then when we came back then herself and another doctor then um, sort of sat down with us and said you know this I think this is this is what's happening with you um, and the other doctor said, you know, which I found very, very confident. He said, you know, with your circumstances, with your age, with everything that you have, with drugs, I can see you getting pregnant. It's okay. just we have to, to figure yeah. out exactly what it is. You know, yeah. and, you know. and I guess like, you know, anybody who even has a passing knowledge of IVF knows that you learn something from each cycle. So like at the start, you know nothing. Cause yes. every, you know, it's almost like you have to test run things mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, this happened. So now at least, so it's really like putting together a big jigsaw, but mm-hmm. I guess hearing someone be confident with you like that and give you hope that if you're willing to kind of stick with it, yeah. we'll manage to eliminate all of the problems all of the and problems. hopefully we'll get hopefully. there. Yeah. You know? yes. Financially, yeah. you probably could, know, <laughs> you know, know but. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know, like I said, Eve, you know, when we went when we went to Reaper Med, the the ethos and the, and the the atmosphere that we we were met with was completely different from what we had before. Um, yeah. People had more time, yeah. and you know, we were given a very sort of confident sort of reception in that. You know, like the doctor said, you know, within time and within drugs, we we will probably you know get you pregnant. You know, he didn't commit to anything yeah. or anything. But they but were very encouraging. Very, very encouraging. Positive. And Just even everybody, you know, from when you walk in the door to when we walked out the door, you know what I mean? Or whatever, you know, everybody was like yeah, really nice and everything. And so much more time for us and everything as well. I think that know? was the main difference was so much more time for yeah. us because we've been in, we've had a lot of consultations and meetings with doctors where they've said, uh, okay, well, we only have five more minutes, so maybe... Um, wrap it up wrap here. It yeah. about that some other time or whatever so uh, apart from getting the end result that you want is that almost the most important thing that you're feeling heard when you're going through it and that like you kind of don't really feel on your own so you know as you say you started off on a very steep learning curve mm-hmm. of a medical degree you yes. know and, and, yeah, yeah. and you start at one point now obviously you know you're you're both very informed now but mm-hmm. at one point you would have had limited knowledge on, on all of this so just to have someone explain things to you and someone to listen to your fears um, 
and, and your questions or mm-hmm. even Definitely. your own theories, you know, because I'm yeah, sure at times yeah. you went in and said, I think it maybe this, this, yes, you know. Or yeah, I've done this research on the internet and, and could yeah. it be this and could it be that? And She'd you know Google what I mean? Everything. You know, yeah. Dr. Google will tell you whatever you want <laughs> yeah. to say. So you, you just want to, you want to hear, you want to be heard really by your consultant. I suppose we had, I, I definitely had an instinct like that, it, the, that there was, there was something more to this. So um, we wanted somebody to, to, to listen to, to us because we didn't know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you were right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you obviously got the positive pregnancy uh, result, but, but w- was it fear that came out initially after that? Like, could you enjoy it or was it very yeah. much? It's a different roller coaster then, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, we had the, the complete excitement as to, to get a positive. But then again, it was like we're so emotionally invested into all of this now. I mean, so afraid that so afraid that something was going to go Mm. wrong, and you know, every little hypersensitive to everything. Me particular as well, like trying to mind. Yeah, poor Owen was like very, very nervous for the full nine months. Were you just really okay? And in terms of to go back to the way you kept a lot of it private. Once Mm -hmm. Eve was pregnant, then and you say you got to the three month mark. Did, did you ever, did, was it just a normal we're having a baby announcement type thing or did you ever divulge then? I divulged then, I think, okay. at that stage, yeah. yeah. Um, was it tender hooks until Kai was born? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the whole yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. until yeah. the minute he was born. Yeah. <laughs> really? Like, absolutely, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, but I think that was not just us being afraid, I think that was also because my consultant for my whole pregnancy was keeping such a close eye on me and wanted to do so many scans and like keep doing the medication for another few weeks another few you know Mm. because they seemed to be concerned so you got the very very happy ending and funny you were saying to me before we started chatting just that it was such a long journey and a very difficult journey at times that you almost can't connect that journey with the little boy that you no, have because yeah. like, and I get that kind of disconnect mm-hmm. yeah like you know what you're aiming for mm. but I but that anything sad or difficult or has anything to do with him blows my mind like that can't have anything to do with that little boy running around at home do you yeah, know yeah yeah it's kind of I can't get my head around that one at all <laughs> so he's 13 months old yes mm-hmm. and um despite the the long journey um you are going to try again you're going to yes. you're hopeful yeah. that you will yeah, absolutely yeah so we're hoping now in the summer to try and go again and see um we're you know, we know, we have the, the information, we have a diagnosis, we know what the problem is and we hope that, you know, we'll have another soon. Yeah, and I yeah. suppose all that information is such power really for you to, yeah. to have yeah. that yeah. because yeah. You, you, you at least know that now. Um, talk to me about other uh, advice for couples because there'll be people listening to us today and people watching, um, you know, who may kind of suspect that they're going to end up on, on a long journey. Mm-hmm. There might be people who are in the middle of a long journey. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen, what would, what would you say? Do, do, you, do you regret not bringing more people into your circle? Was that one of the harder parts of um, it? Or? Maybe in hindsight it was and like even during the process I mean we did do counselling and stuff like that as well and I did find that quite good but um, maybe if, if I was in that boat again I, I probably would talk to somebody about it but um, 
I suppose my bit of advice would be is, you know, if you're having, having issues like that is, you know, at the time when we looked at testing, it was a huge financial part to that, you know, and uh, we were like, oh God, we've so much money invested in this already. Maybe we, we won't do that test. We'll just go and we'll do a cycle or whatever it is, you know. So I definitely think that, you know, doing your research and doing testing, you know, is definitely of benefit. It took us the whole way through the process to, to actually get to doing all those tests and some of them were just fine you know what I mean yeah and, and, and uh, but you know obviously then the tests that were, were important actually had some definitely impact into the outcome you know what I mean so uh, financially yeah, then for people if they're trying to plan for it because obviously that is a big part for mm -hmm. people and it, you know it's a big consideration before they even jump on it because I think there's one thing that most people know is that once you jump on it it's very hard to jump off it so mm, I think people yeah. are like you know yeah. what do I need or you know what kind of cushion should I have there but unfortunately I would say it, it costs more than what it says on paper way okay. more like way 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 more <laughs> so, so if somebody says to you a round of IVF here costs 5,000 I think you could add a, another good few thousand onto that realistically but I, but I don't want to, I feel bad saying that because I don't want people to feel like they can't access it. You can, but that's after probably preliminary tests. You know, there's going to be more um, prescriptions. You're probably going travel, hotels, travel, maybe. Days, days you're going off to off work. You know, um, all that sort of stuff is all part yeah, of Yeah, if you're going to want to do anything alongside it, like maybe acupuncture or something like that, it does all add up and it, it does cost more than the basic amount that you're told. So just to take that into consideration. Yeah, yeah. Because but, I suppose but if you but want to But at the same time, you it, can yeah. do it. And I mean, even if, even if it just means saving for another few months, like... I would say there's probably not that big a rush with IVF as we first thought there was. Sure, obviously we we never first saw that we would be doing it for a couple of years, yeah. yes. maybe a year or two. But like it, it took a lot longer in the end. So, and um, one of um, the one of the reasons you ended up at ReproMed was because of the connection with the VHI, and that was yeah. a big consideration for you. Yes, because we had VHI, so we just said, oh, sure, we'll go there and see. You know, but we we definitely wouldn't have committed to staying there just because of the rebate from VHI. Um, we said we'll go and see what the vibe is. Then we just got a good vibe and went with it, which with Repromed. Yeah, you but had it was a kind big of an help. instant connection or yeah, an instant yeah. connection of hope, I guess. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, just, you know, a really good. I just uh, can't describe it any better than a good vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a really good. Uh, Really good uh, first consultation with the doctor. Really was sort of you know what we came because we had uh, we both had made no commitment to do IVF. We were just going to do a reaper med for a consultation to see what they would say. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they had said again. if they had said what the last doctor had said, saying you've hit the wall again, there's nothing else for we, what, that you can do. Well, then we might have looked at it differently. So Eve, what advice would you give then to people? You do seem like you're a complete expert in oh, it now, but absolutely. like I guess a couple of points of advice for people. Well, I definitely am only an expert in our own experience, but um, I would say if you feel like you're at a point where you don't know if you should keep going or not, um, I think if you have one more cycle in you, do it. Um, and for me, I would have regretted way more not trying every single avenue and every to do everything within my power, even if it hadn't worked out. And I said that even before it did work out, that I would regret much mm -hmm. more um, not trying. So you had wanted to kind of go down every, every road or, mm. or, or do whatever it was that you could do. Yeah. So exhausted work, all options. Exhaust, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah, for me. And also be kind to yourself. 
you know, like try not to be too hard on yourself. While and you're what doing about it. being kind to each other? Because it's, it isn't that like kind of probably something that people find really, really hard because people yeah. don't deal with things in the exact same way. We're all different. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, I'm sure there was times on where you felt maybe you were ready to throw in the towel. I'm sure there was times, Eve, where you were like, no, we're still going. Yeah. You've got the financial pressure of it. Yeah. Um, the emotional, you're trying to be each other's rock. That can't be easy on a relationship. No, I mean, you know, and there was to a certain degree, there was, I could definitely see myself coming to the end um, if we hadn't got, you know, made any progress with this cycle. If we had to go for another fresh cycle, I definitely would have been, you know, questioning whether we should do it financially and everything as well, you know, because you're, financially your whole life is on stop as well. Um, Eve Owen mentions there are other people moving on, and I know from other people that I've talked to lots of times, you know, kind of when you're in that zone, um, everyone is having babies like there's just like you know it's probably it can be one of the hardest things about it it's just at a certain age in life I guess um you know every second person is pregnant or has had a baby or someone's sister has had a baby and that can be a little bit hard to deal with sometimes because you know generally you want you want happiness for everyone but when you're on such a long road yourself then it can kind of be hard it can the thing is though you don't want anybody else to go through what you're Mm. going through and like whatever you're going through in your own life and everybody has something come what's going to make you miserable is comparing yourself to other people so you just kind of have to try and walk your own path and wish everybody else well the the thing about it is like definitely we've had stages where maybe like six people close to us were expecting and we still weren't it doesn't make you you can be happy for those people and sad for yourself at the same time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, there's not a quota on babies. I no, think that's exactly. Probably, you know, yeah. sometimes people think, <laughs> exactly, oh, well, like, if yeah. the three neighbours yeah. are having babies, then not there is make... someone left for <laughs> us. But it doesn't, it's yeah. not going to make any difference to our story. Yeah. 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 Well, look, I'm absolutely delighted that that story had a happy ending and Thank you'll have you. to say hello to Kai. So, 13 months old, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll really have my fingers and my toes crossed for the next part of the journey, yeah, and you will have to keep us posted. But, Eve and Owen Largan, thank so much for sharing your story with us today that is all we've got time for on this episode of fertility matters you can head over to repromed.ie for more information or to make an appointment or to speak to one of their experts or you can log on to repromed.ie on facebook twitter or instagram fertility matters ireland's newest fertility podcast brought to you by repromed